You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Colombia. It's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Bogota, Colombia, 2,600 meters closer to the stars. And this is episode 473 of the Columbia Calling Podcasts. Um, before I get into events of the past week, kind of incredible story that I'm sure all of you followed, I'd just like to take this moment to thank each and every one of you who has tuned in to listen to our 10-year anniversary episode. That was Emily taking the reins and expertly guiding me through an interview about 10 years of the Columbia Calling podcast on the air. And that was episode 472. And one of our listeners pointed out that 472 is also the geographical location on the map uh, of Columbia. So how very uh, serendipitous of, of, of 472 and 10 years. This year, this week's episode is 473 with Brian Murphy O'Neill, and it's a love letter to Colombia. We chew the fat, so that's we chat, we banter about our lives here in Colombia, the success stories that we have made of our businesses and so on, and how, why we are so happy to be here. So I think this will be of another very popular episode. But I think it's time that we need to talk, we need to mention at the very least the rescue of the four children from the Guaviare Amazon region of Colombia. As you'll know, I've been a little bit busy the last few days. I think I've done seven interviews now for TV stations all over the world, not least the BBC early morning news. But I will be also doing another one tomorrow for uh, the Irish Independent I did China Daily. I did some, I can't remember how many I've done. But it was really great to be on television talking about something positive. Good news story from Colombia. That's always nice. Uh, an astonishing story of survival and endurance. But the tenacity of the search and rescue team made up of members of the indigenous communities and the Colombian armed forces. So I think this is really important that we focus on that issue is the indigenous communities and the armed forces working together. Now, these children were there in the jungle alone for 40 days, uh, surviving the plane crash, spending probably four days alongside the plane as their mother died. I mean, a real tragedy there. Anyway, they were found. They were found five kilometers from where they had crashed originally. But one of the issues of the story is not only that you, you know every time that there were um every time that there were a sort of uh, search flights coming over the children got scared also the children got scared hearing the rescue dogs the search dogs in the jungle so they hid this therefore making it more difficult the other thing that's sort of coming out now that we need to talk about very briefly is why were these children traveling in the first place well their father had been threatened by dissident groups a dissident group of the gorillas down there near to Araraquara in in uh, in Guaviare no, that's Caqueta Araraquara uh, bordering on Puerto Santander that's Amazonas but uh, he had been threatened so they were moving to San Jose del Guaviare to um, you know to escape this so I mean that that's another side of the thing it's really got a bit of Colombia in all parts of the story anyway so I had actually recorded a a different intro to this but i think given the given the story i think we should uh, probably talk about it a little further so anyway really really fascinating if you look on facebook or on twitter i've posted the links of myself <laughs> of course you know a bit of self-promotion uh giving the interviews to these media outlets it has been a major story across the world a quite incredible story of survival and, you know, we must recognize that this is clearly showing a change in the narrative of the armed forces in Colombia doing something more humanitarian. This is, you know, a result of government of uh, President Petro saying you will be judged on lives saved and not lives taken. It's, it's a direct, it's a direct correlation there. 
Anyway, I'm going to leave you over now with some uh, messages from our sponsors, and then we'll be back with Emily and the news. And after that, Brian Murphy O'Neill and a love letter to Columbia. So thank you again for listening. Bye-bye. The Columbia Calling podcast is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. We are also sponsored by... BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours to both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique private package of your own just complete the form on the columbia calling website that's www.columbiacalling.co or the bnb columbia tours website that's www.bnbcolumbia.com and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive columbian adventure so that's bnbcolumbia.com and latin news Thank you for supporting our sponsors. I'm Emily Hart, and these are your top stories for the week of June 11th, 2023. The Colombian state and guerrilla group, the ELN, have signed a ceasefire, promising an unprecedented six-month truce in a new agreement signed in Cuba late last week, concluding a third cycle of peace talks. The ceasefire will come into force on July 6th. The ELN, Ejército de Liberación Nacional, is the last guerrilla group still in arms. It had presence in 22 of Colombia's 32 departments, most notably on the border with Venezuela and in the department of Choco. Though this is the first major concrete win for President Gustavo Petro's flagship policy of total peace, the agreement does not include a halt on the group's so-called financial operations, which are kidnapping and extortion. Those operations will seemingly continue, as will state actions against them. The hope is that the ceasefire will halt fighting between the ELN and the state, but the ELN's ongoing conflicts with other armed groups, including FARC dissidents and the Clan del Golfo, will not be affected. Following the signing of the agreement, Petro made a speech in which he promised a definitive end to the war between the ELN and the state within a matter of years. It's a conflict which has been ongoing since the 1960s. The next cycle of talks will take place in Venezuela, starting in mid-August. Four children have been found in the Colombian Amazon following a 40-day search after a plane in which they were travelling crashed, killing their mother and the pilot on board. Members of the Huitoto indigenous community, the eldest of the Mukuti siblings, is 13. The youngest is only 12 months old. The children reportedly survived nearly six weeks in the Amazon by eating fruits and roots, as well as survival packs which had been airdropped by the Colombian military. The search operation, known as Operation Hope, had consisted of around 100 soldiers and nearly 80 indigenous guards, as well as a team of dogs, one of which, named Wilson, was reportedly key in the success of the operation, but is now missing. All four children are now in Bogotá being treated for malnutrition and dehydration, as well as the psychological trauma of the last six weeks. The Benedetti-Sarabria phone-tapping scandal, which broke earlier this month, continues to produce repercussions across Colombia's political landscape. Particularly, former advisor and ambassador Armando Benedetti's insinuation that 15 billion pesos of funding for Petro's presidential campaign went unreported and were illicitly financed. Colombia's lower legislative house said on Monday it would freeze debates on social reforms given that former high-ranking officials in the administration of Gustavo Petro were being called to give evidence over alleged irregularities. Also this week, a spate of related political accusations and investigations, 
Former right-wing presidential candidate Federico Gutierrez went to the Accusations Commission to demand an investigation into the allegedly illicit financing of the presidential campaign. The prosecutor's office has also reported that it is investigating the issue and the National Electoral Council has said in a statement it is calling former officials to give evidence around the allegations. Petro's Pacto Histórico coalition filed a complaint last week against Attorney General Francisco Barbosa, alleging that he invited insubordination in the security forces in his public response to the scandal, in which he suggested that security officials should ignore certain presidential orders. And one of the president's heads of security, Colonel Oscar Davila, took his own life last week in events some are linking to the scandal in which Davila had been implicated. He had sent a letter submitting himself to interrogation the week before in the knowledge that he was already under investigation as an alleged participant in the illegal phone tapping. Those were your top stories for this week. Thanks for listening. And we're back. This is Columbia Calling. I'm Richard McCall. Episode 8... Oh, no, 800, 473, not there yet, just past our 10-year anniversary, my very special guest, here to natter everything from tourism to mountain biking and beyond, Brian Murphy O'Neill, great friend to the uh, Columbia Calling podcast, been on the podcast a few times, so from Cali to Bogota, welcome on the Columbia Calling podcast, Brian. Thank you indeed, my good friend, Richard, <laughs> and happy, happy 10th anniversary. Thank you. Um, thank congratulations. You. It's, um, it's it's an amazing show, as we always do, <laughs> and it gets better every edition. And uh, I always avidly listen. So do a lot of people. In fact, I was with um, I was with a couple of folks in Cartagena uh, on Monday. I went up there for a quick uh, meeting and uh, a meet and greet with um, Dane and Erin from the Californian Agricultural Leadership Program. It's something that we do is um, is uh, uh, study leadership courses where we bring over groups of Americans who are, are are connected in some way to a university to do with the agricultural business and they come over to Columbia to to to, to understand agriculture but to also understand the the social and economic um uh, situation here and we were having a beer in that famous bar um are we allowed to advertise on oh, yeah your- go for it uh, Cafe Del Mar, oh. that famous bar with the famous flag that um, you still need to queue up to get into. Uh, but still, um, it's worth queuing up, folks, listeners out there. If you're in Cartagena, Cafe Del Mar, uh, the best sunset on the Caribbean. Uh, if you're in Cartagena, but with with Dane and Aaron, they'd mentioned they knew of Columbia Calling. Uh, these folks are from California. Uh, they 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 knew of Columbia Calling. So just a little uh, diverse uh, in the conversations. Credit to you. Make me make me feel good uh, on this uh, early morning that we're recording and coffee and so on. But it's nice. I I do, you know, again not not uh, sounding my horn or anything here, but it is an English language podcast, and so that is the kind of people I'm trying to get to. Yeah, that that kind of person who's looking at coming to Colombia, doing something, hopefully understanding a little bit more about the country. You know, so I I often quote a photographer, a conflict photographer from who died in El Salvador, and and, and, and uh, but way back in the day, and he said, "You do something good, I'll take a photo of you. You do something bad, I'll take a photo of you." And and I say it all the time, and that's you know that that tends to be my my feeling about the podcast do something good such as yourself brian uh the legend of el dorado la leyenda i know it's called and leyenda yeah. dominican republic and and going yeah. amazing places it's always a pleasure to have you back on telling us about how well things are going how amazing and then on the flip side of course you know we talk we do do politics and there's not uh you know i don't talk politics with you but i talk with other experts or analysts and and it's never really very positive <laughs> and that's the truth but we try and get it across i i, I think the service that you provide and the key point there you mentioned richard is it's english language and i'm not yeah. saying that um uh, that's the be all and end all of everything but it makes people tune in people that wouldn't necessarily um have columbia on their radar and i think it's a great public service that i don't think um you get the credit for uh in the sense that 
well, if you look at the leadership programs we, we we deal with, they're all academics, doctors, PhDs, and and you know they're bright people. They've been around the block, and that's the sort of information that they want, which is honest, mm-hmm. uh, transparent, uh, a levelled opinion, uh, so they can make an academic decision mm-hmm. and and manage the risks of coming to this beautiful country. Um, saying that though, uh, the work that the folks do at Pro Columbia, and I know it's it's hot and cold, but they do an amazing job to promote the country outside. But there is a segment of 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 travellers that want a little bit more than yeah. glossy photos or the vloggers and bloggers that turn around and say everything's rosy in the garden of Columbia, uh, which majority of the time where travellers go to, it is, Richard. You know yourself that um, whatever advisory comes from whatever government around the world, they're talking about certain areas mm. that have been classified red in our book, or as we call it, hot, for, for many years. Um, and it's that's, that's the way it's been. It's changing. But um, I think that we all have a voice, whether it be pro-Columbia, whether it be local tour agents in any given region, whether it be Steps Travel or whoever, uh, is that we all have a job to do. It's just getting a balance and, and letting people have a choice. Where do they get their information from? Yeah. Is it from a government agency? Is it from me? Is it from you? Is it from Columbia Calling? Is it from people they've met over dinner who've been to Columbia we all have a role to play I sometimes wish that we were a little bit more united Mm. in promoting uh what is a a very misunderstood uh country uh there's so many myths and legends about this country some of them are absolutely wonderful the legend of El Dorado which where we get our name from Mm. Um, but some of the other stuff that's written is just absolute poppycock that you know, have yeah. you actually been to Columbia or have you guy <laughs> books sat in a bar in Miami? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's it. I think if, if we could, I don't, you know, obviously it's hard, uh, like let's say the, you know, uh, 50% government agency like pro Columbia, they have a job to do. They yeah. have a job yeah. to do. And it's to get, it's to fill the seats on airlines and cruise ships and fill the hotel rooms and so on. I mean, that's, that's their job. So they've got to paint a picture, but, like you say, in your, I would say ninety percent. Well, I hope so. That of the people who come to Colombia also want to be able to, like you say, a, a choice and be able to make a decision themselves, rather than be spoon fed. There are so many fruit. There are so yep. many this. This yep. is the, this is the best place. You'll do this. This is the best place. You know, you need you let. Let's be a bit more honest because I think you know we have more discerning travelers and. You can read any number of things now about Colombia. You don't have to go to the academic press and you don't have to go to vloggers and bloggers. There's any number of things. Yeah. Uh, I think that's my feeling. No, I I, I agree with your feeling and sentiment on that is that it's open for business. And Mm. uh, I think that we all do uh, an amazing job in because at the heart of it, you you don't do what you do and I don't do what I do without having a love for this country. We're both immigrants. I yeah. mean, some people say we're immigrants into the yeah. country. I know that from my family background mm. um, <laughs> to be welcomed. Uh, sometimes uh, I find it a little bit hard that um, the amount of effort that we put in to promote the country is sometimes misunderstood uh, mm. within. Um, but we still strive on. We still carry on. And obviously the burden of pressure that we went through with uh, coronavirus for me mm. you and for everybody in our industries respectively it was a tough time and to come out the other side of it and see things picking up is mm. absolutely amazing news it's yeah. wonderful and uh, yeah. I think we all do a great job and we should all give ourselves a, a, a pat on the back for what we do and I don't just mean you and I I mean everybody the DMCs the people that yeah. send folks here the cruise ships the airlines um, we should be a little bit more confident yeah. in the fact that Columbia is not um it's on the tourist map now it's got yeah. a global reputation we see that with bringing in 500 people every year to La Lienda from all over the world that mm. would never come to Columbia if it wasn't for um the the race yeah. and then what comes from that is they bring their family and friends with them they talk about it at dinner and the upsell there is that it's done by people that have been here with their friends the best way to sell is that vehicle. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Trade shows are wonderful. Conferences are wonderful. It's getting people into Columbia. It's yeah. getting them on the airline, getting them into hotels, and go back to a dinner party. And at the end of that dinner party, you say, hey, I've got something special. It's Colombian yeah. coffee. And just 
each little thing, and we've seen that growth since our first race way back in 2016. We've seen our demographic grow and expand into different countries where people hear about the race. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, if 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 there's a if there's a sense of achievement to be had, um it's bringing people to Columbia that normally wouldn't come to Columbia, and that just upsells it. Like yourself, you open the door in Mompos. We've said this before, and I think the last time I was on was episode 348, way back in 2020. <laughs> and uh, I listened to it the other day just to reflect and see how much we've we've come forward. But let's just put the stake in the ground is you get into Mompos, you created a tourism business there. And, uh, you know, you should share that with the audience as well. What was that like? I mean, back in that day, there was no one operating there. And and how do you feel now that you've gone through that? And probably I'd imagine there's a lot of people there that are on your coattails that are making good on your achievements. I, You know, I've always said um there's plenty there and thank you thank you for the kind <laughs> the kind commentary it's it, it's never out of place because sometimes you just feel like ah yeah but but uh as you say coattails i genuinely believe even in a small town that again people say it's hard to get to it's not you get in a car you get there or you get in a bus and you get there i mean or you get in a collective and you get there you just have to want to get there it's a different story but uh people say it's hard to get to and whatever and 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 so on and but i genuinely believe in this small town that the 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 cake is big enough for everyone i genuinely believe my locations my businesses who we work with uh again all of the other competition competition is good i do not cater to everyone i do not cater in the same price range i have two small businesses total of 17 rooms 17 rooms does not bankrupt the other 20 odd hotels that have opened up since we opened up in 2008 the first place so you know we 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 do something as we we because we have a flow even through may which was obviously low season and quite punishing we um you know we we fill up the other hotels and that's a good thing and so we share i would say the profits and the love and so on and the only times that we become a little bit uh antagonistic is when we know that people are speaking ill of us or yeah because it's it's one of those things it's like they think that they'll perhaps do better if they say oh no we don't know where that hotel is it's like this is a this is a this is a a, a colonial center of three parallel streets and 40 square blocks and we've been around since 2008 and i am the foreigner well there are now two of us but i was the the foreigner uh in the town and and you sort of like okay well fine so they get put to the bottom of the list (laughs) and that's it you know when we when we call to find the next room for the people who can't get a house a room at the inn well, they're not on the list, you know, and then they come round and they say a sorry and stuff. And again, it's secular. And in about six months, I'll probably do it again uh, <laughs> when things get desperate. So I don't really mind. I mean, coattails are coattails. Business is business. Uh, I've always said, if you feel you're the first to get in there, but to do it right and to do it well, you'll never really have a problem. No, but you set the bar. And yeah. it's interesting when you say about the cake and probably a good analogy is, is the cake in Colombia divided fairly? Um, we can all say probably not, uh, but that's something that has no direct impact on what we're doing as businesses. But um, generally speaking, it's, it's from my experience from the tourist perspective, working with DMCs and for the folks out there who don't know Travel Talk, and I don't know it that well myself, but DMC is Destination Management Company the people that do the work in country for agents overseas who sell to their their customer base generally speaking it's a good network yeah they they all uh i i i've actually had that comment back from um some of the biggest tour providers uh journey latin america mm-hmm. Qoni, folks that have done trips here and we've we've bumped into at conferences and two things and i was at the adventure the pro columbia adventure travel mart last year in manizales mm-hmm. and um some of the feedback was very positive towards pro columbia they said they were the it was columbia and japan who were the best overseas agencies for promotion that were through coronavirus they're always there for them 
um, always reaching out with information. So yeah, again, credit to Pro Columbia. And, and sometimes I don't think Pro Columbia gets that feedback um, that they deserve. They do put the yards in overseas and they do an immensely good job. Mm. Um, but equally, the DMCs get on well together. We meet at trade shows and we do share ideas. And you've got to remember, um, and, and that that's seen by the, the operators, the agents. They say, yeah, we go to other countries like maybe Peru or Ecuador. It's a little bit cutthroat and... When you say, do you know this company? You go, oh, no, we don't know them. But yeah. of course they know them. They've been working together. So it's interesting how you said about the hotels and sometimes where's where's Rich's hotel? We don't know. Um, you know, that's a localised problem. But yeah, generally so. speaking, the folks I've met in tourism, both from government agency side and agents, um, we have a pretty good relationship. And as you said, the cake is big enough. The cake is big enough. Colombia is so diverse. There's everything. Yeah. And I think that's my thing. You know, in terms of the travel agencies, yeah, obviously I work with all of them. But we do, I mean, we, we do refer one another. You yeah. know, I'll, and I'm not going to mention travel agencies, but there are no. travel agencies that are not adventure, for example. And they yes. come, so some some will come to me. There may be luxury places, and they say they'll come to me and said, "Richard, listen, you know, you you travel everywhere and talk to everyone and stuff. We're looking for, it, but we need we need some operator that does a venture, or you know, down in the south a bit more, or in the Llanos, or in the Guajira, or something. We don't know that. Who who do you say is the best? And I thought, well, it's these people. And then they're the likewise, they'll they'll pat my back later on with something else. You know. It's- it's it's that calm effect, isn't it? Is that uh, what goes around comes around? I remember in the early days, way back with with I mean, the Colombian project is ten beautiful years old this this year, um, and going back to the heady days of setting up with ideas of grandeur, illusions of grandeur, to quote an Irish writer, was that um, just just getting through that and 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 maturing through it and and realizing it's a slow process there are no quick wins which yet again looking at from tourism and the sector in Columbia is there's no short-term wins it takes time to build um, that business and build the hotels and build the infrastructure I think that having just come back from the Caribe so this year we had our first overseas event uh, La Lienda uh, Caribe in the Dominican Republic in the resort called Portacana um overwhelmed with what i saw there obviously now whenever i travel it's quite difficult i suppose it's like a film director watching a film you'll you'll pick up the points that no one else is seeing everyone's there to enjoy the film we can't when you go to a hotel you're probably sat in reception oh, okay. within the first 10 minutes you <laughs> it up and it's it's that but that desire and that that interest is what drives everything forward because you're always looking and to see the what they've got in Dominican Republic which has been achieved over the last 30 years was incredible to say the least um everything and I I, I think the industry in Colombia has a lot to learn from that not to copy mm. or plagiarize but to learn especially around service uh, you can have the best infrastructure in the world. You, Richard, could have the best hotels or the best two hotels in Mompos, which um, you have. But if you don't put the service within the the bricks and mortar and the level of quality on the food and the drinks mm. list, there's no point. Yeah. And just sometimes I travel around Columbia, I see these beautiful hotels, mm. glorious hotels. But when you walk through the door, there's an element of service that's missing that we let ourselves down on. And I, I you know, I, I think that somewhere along the line there there must be funding either from the private sector or from taxation of travel companies or from government agencies to put some effort into education on the service perspective which is when a customer asks for something it's not a competition it's just they genuinely want help and you're there to do that it's not personal it's just service i think that's what i noticed in caribe was having stayed at a lot of resorts on the caribbean coast all inclusive um, they got it right. Mm. They got it right. And um, people are very happy with that. And the level of service and the quality was great. And we've got all those ingredients. Oh, yeah. We just need to we just need to mix them all up, bake them and come out with the product. So, um, yeah, I learned from that. But it was yeah. great to be in the Caribbean. First race outside of Colombia for for all the team uh, at La Lienda. And it was amazing. Everybody in the company, we had a great time. We worked hard. People loved it. We had 
250 uh, folks uh, in a great resort, Hotel Farrell on the beach, all inclusive, um, not having to change hotels every other night. And just the fact that people loved it, whether they were from the Czech Republic, France, America, Costa Rica, Puerto Ricans, goodness gracious. We had plenty of them over and they brought a life to the race. It was a bit like Columbia, actually, uh, that passion, mm. that real Latino, we don't give a damn, we're going to scream, shout, holler. <laughs> and it was just, and for us, that's massively important because it shows, yeah. and we get the same in Colombia when we do La Lienda, when we go yeah. through Salamina, Neira, with all the kids coming out and like a Tour de France finish. Um, but ironically, we did that and then we had, uh, a couple of folks from uh, uh, where was it in Colombia? Some some government department who who, who were talking to people about um, Lalienda that they're coming from the country. These folks were in to come and race in Colombia, mm. and then we get contact. You say, oh, we never knew. Or I was thinking, we've been here for six editions. We've been here since 2016. Mm. We've established one of the. Uh, I don't want to sound too arrogant, but probably one of the most prominent sporting brands in latin america that's mm. born and bred in colombia um and we should all be proud of that mm. and and market it as we see fit to bring people over to it from a different demographic demographic but it's nice the word is out there and we're looking further afield now um we are by default uh how do i put this we're in the top five races around the world or not a a race an event an adventure at all um and we're from Colombia. Mm. I mean, sometimes I've got I've got to sit back and think about that for one second, because like yourself, you get buried in the detail of what you do day to day. And sometimes you don't lift yourself head above the parapet and say, look, hey, look at what we've done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a huge sense of achievement and, and proudness that we are Colombian, born and bred, and we're going to markets where I know that big American operators and bureaucratic companies want to do what we're doing. Mm. And we're doing it from Colombia. That uh, that's is, it, isn't it? It's yeah. it's Colombia. You have created, yep. you know, an international standard for a Colombian product and exported yep. it. And I think we need to celebrate that Thank you me. have been able to do it in the Dominican Republic. And I know that it's up. You've got it already set for May sixth, twenty twenty four. May sixth till tenth is the yeah, Leyenda Caribe again. Yeah, and, again, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I imagine. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's great. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> awesome. And so I, we need to, we need to, but we need, this needs to be, you know, celebrated because Dominican Republic 2024, mountain bikes, May 6th till 10th. Also, La Leyenda. So the original, the original yeah, yeah. race, July 24th till 28th, Colombia. So those of you who are interested, check out the website. Check out the website. I will obviously put it on um, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but if you just put La Leyenda MTB in a mountain bike, it will come up. And I think that's. I think this is what we really need to talk about. Is that it's. It's just we have. We are guests, immigrants to Colombia, but yes. we have created Colombian products. We're not I, going anywhere. They're Colombian products, and they're being exported to the world, and that is very exciting. Um, and that that leads me when we you know we're talking talk tourism we're talking we're chewing the fat really yeah, but at the are. same time is you know we are immigrants to Colombia have you ever thought and I'm going off on a on a on a, a digression here have you ever thought about or are you a Colombian citizen have you ever thought about coming becoming a Colombian citizen yes um, many times um, there's a few things that I find um, challenging um, and I'm not one of these folks that needs citizenship to uh show my credentials i come from an immigrant family i think yourself that, that there's that, that strain in the backstory but uh, i i think that there's different ways to to show your love and allegiance not allegiance wrong choice of words but mm -hmm. your love of a country and i think that the way i show my citizenship of columbia is by what we've done with lalienda with the Colombian project, probably what you've done with the hotel business, creating that in Mompos. And let's not forget, it's not just about your hotels in Mompos, Richard. It's about Colombia calling. It's about the things that you've written, the people that you've interviewed, all the other things that you do that mm. people don't necessarily recognize all the advisory and the consultative assistance and help you've given 
people. I know for a fact if someone rings up Rich McColl, and I'll probably be the person that's direct them to you. Say, hey, Rich, I'm thinking about this, and we have got a community of people within Columbia that who do Richard? Who should I speak to about this? Or Brian? Who should I speak to about that? I think that in answer to your question, I'm not really fussed. Mm. Citizenship doesn't doesn't doesn't. Um, I, I, that's not the important thing. The important thing for for me is to keep focused on Columbia and keep promoting the country uh that's what i'm that's what i've been invited here to do and being given the freedom to do um and that that makes me uh sleep well at night and <laughs> and your your words earlier super kind um yeah we we're doing a great job for columbia and uh what about yourself what 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 what's I, your residency? i what, consider what you- it every now and then mm-hmm. but out what of because you know, married to a Colombian, two Colombian children, being here, no plans of going anywhere. But I consider it, and it's also not an easy thing to do. <laughs> that's yeah, you know, that's, that's um, let's 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 raise the specter of Colombian bureaucracy, and you know, the the whole process takes well more than a year. It's costly. I was sent a flow chart by someone. I have to locate it of what needs to be done. To, to get it, to get as far as like, uh, and then there's an exam and then it's an exam on the constitution. And then at the end, it's just yes or no. It's so it's down to, uh, you know, <laughs> there, uh, the, I mean, if, if the guy who's signing off got up in a bad mood, you could be just denied it at the end. And so I sort of went, well, you know, if it's, I don't, you know, I'm here. Uh, I, I'm in no risk of going anywhere, and and like you said, is you know well, I don't see it as a necessary flag, and I, I think at the end end of it, I would say it it would be nice to be able to sort of wave it in people's faces every now and then, but then it of would course. be. I mean, but that's entirely um, puerile on my front. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a it, you, you, you've you've raised a. A very debatable question. Um, I appreciate that. Um, as I said, I, but it's no. It, I think the different. It's no different to the UK, the states. You, you've got to prove your um, your right to to, mm-hmm. to say and get citizenship. That's just a global test system. Which, mm-hmm. yet again, I, I'm not particularly bothered about that. Mm-hmm. I, testing people's uh, understanding of the constitution that is right in some people's eyes and wrong in others. I. I I, I look at it and go, it should be judged on what do you bring to the country? What are you doing here? Um, it, it's there's, there's, the, the, Anyway, I, I'm not a politician by any stretch of the imagination. Um, uh, I, I just think that around the world, the way you get citizenship is, I think, a little bit contrived and outdated and it's not value-based. It's it's like um, studying for an exam. You, you you study for the exam, you learn certain facts, but what do you actually learn? Yeah. What do you actually learn by understanding the Constitution? Um, but, yeah, I, I think it goes back to the point, which is you, you can prove your, your, your love of a country by what you do for that country. I suppose that leads into the other question is that um, the sentiment that you and I have discussed uh, probably many times over a cold one in, in the BBC and Bob, <laughs> that, which, um, I, I love that just chat, chatting in cold weather with a jacket on or a jumper, uh, very <laughs> European in its feel, uh, which is one of the reasons why I love going to Bob with that, not the traffic, obviously, but I just like sitting, it's got a European feel to it. It's nice. Um, but it's that, Sometimes I do feel that um, as being an immigrant is that sometimes the hard work goes unnoticed, um, which I, I can't put my finger on why that is. I, I just try and reflect is if we've reversed the role and, you know, someone came from Latin America. And I think you mentioned the other day that the guys who are doing the coffee business in London, mm. I they're being written about in the media and they're being congratulated for doing something coming from Colombia and going into probably one of the toughest economic markets in Europe and succeeding and the plaudits they're getting from both the government and from local media and national press is overwhelming. And uh, yeah, maybe you, I, and all the other folks that have come into this country to, to make it succeed and put it on the map would 
would enjoy that that sentiment. Um, does it hold me back? No. Uh, no, not at all. It, we, we get on and do it. And as long as um, you get the enjoyment. And and for me, it's, it's bringing people to Columbia mm-hmm. who would say, I would never have normally come here, but I heard about you or heard about this hotel, that hotel. Mm-hmm. And if we can just get that ball rolling and get them. And people say to me, have you ever had people that have been up unhappy about coming to come i can safely say now hand on heart both with the columbian project and la leyenda um people go home happy mm. people go home happy um they have a great time they have good feedback yeah but they have a good time and if they're going back with a smile on their face sat on that plane with their bags of coffee um they're sharing stories i think that's the best way to promote the country um yeah. is and agents selling it but you know, there's a there's a shift in the market, um, yeah. which I've noticed, which is direct sales. It's a, a drum that I've been banging on for a long, long time. Is that the market is changing into online aggregators, and at that point, I'd mention a company called Elsewhere, uh, a guy called Craig uh, Zapaka that we came into contact with. Uh, this guy uh, and his partners, his business partner, set a company up that was that was acquired by Lonely Planets. Lonely Planet, uh, the guidebook, the famous guidebook company, um, because of the way that they've got online, and they, 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 there's a massive shift change in the market, and um, you've got to be on top of those things. The way that you sell, the way you market, the how you communicate, the content you you deliver. We, it, Lalienda, it's it's almost a weekly process of of changing our tech every so often about how do we communicate, what message do we get across, and. It takes a lot of hard work, but we're pretty good at it. The team that we've got at the moment, um, they're incredible. Colombian team that are, they're as good as any of the folks I work with in the UK. And I I had some some amazing jobs in Europe uh, with amazing people. And we've still got that, that catchment of highly qualified people that are passionate, that want to work in an environment where they're respected. Uh, they see the leadership on a day-to-day basis, on a weekly call, whatever, and none of this hierarchical rubbish where the boss is never to be seen. He's sat wherever. No, no, no. Uh, they they like that that approach, that European approach or that American approach, which is everyone's hands on. We're in this together, and that's probably been the success mm. of the Colombian project and Lalienda is that the Colombian folks that come along the journey with us are one hundred percent passionate, professional, dedicated. Um, and they do a bloody good job. And I can't thank them enough. And we've yeah. proved that by taking that team from Columbia into Caribe. And just an amazing show. It's uh, incredible. I I, yeah, I think also at the same time, I you know, I can mention a, a, a friend of mine, Greg, who set up his own sort of visual storytelling company here all those years ago as ah. well, from Where Next. And everyone, Greg Bleakney, wherenext.com, Everyone in that um, that agency is Colombian, and they now are being leased out or you know hired all over the world. It was originally they sort of focused on solely Colombians things and so on and so forth because filming here was so much cheaper and the people are so qualified and there's you know any host of of things that you can do. Uh, but he's got a team now that I think would would die for him. And they they are out there in places, you know, they go off in the far east, they're hired to do commercials and everything else. And that's it, because there is such a, a reservoir of qualified and willing people. As soon as you get that, well, the loyalty comes in when, when you know, they know that the companies run properly and they're treated properly. <laughs> I think that yeah. comes in. And then there's an appropriation, isn't there? Yeah, they belong to that. And these people, I know a lot of his employees could go on to perhaps better paid jobs. Yes, they don't want yes. to, though. They don't want to. Nope. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's it. Rather than you know making this a, a, a total uh, you know a, a publicity stunt for him, what you were saying just made me think of his his company. That's all. No, it, it, through these conversations, it it it, it jolts the memory, and mm. there's a uh, we could spend the next couple of days <laughs> thanking everybody that we've come into contact with, all those people that have given us um, assistance, help, advice, support, and I. They're people I still keep in contact with now. If I'm in Barranquilla, I'm meeting with people. If I'm in Bogota, I'm in um, a network of people. Just going back to the point, I can't emphasize enough is that sometimes we talk about 
the insecurity of of Colombia, mm. and I don't mean from the insecurity as in the roads, the infrastructure. I mean from the people. Mm. Is that often I think that I don't know where it comes from, but I think Colombian folks sell themselves short. The, the youngsters coming through university, um, they they can go onto the global stage. Now, whether or not they have the opportunities to do that is not our call, but they come out qualified, well-educated, bilingual, uh, whether that be in a touring sector or IT sector or a banking sector. And they look they look further afield because sometimes those opportunities um, that we had when we were growing up, um, you don't get those in Columbia because of the elements of the workplace and and the 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 little committees that run and is it a, is it a level playing field? What we've tried to do and what you've probably done as well is our company is a level playing field. Everyone has taken on face value, um, and if you're good at your job and good at what you do and you show passion and desire, um, you'll you'll succeed. And we're always striving to do as much as we can if people want to take some english lessons or people want to go and ride a race in brazil yeah we do that why because mm. that's what i'd want when i was working for a company mm. that's the way i want to be treated i, I want that, that there's a like a, then there's a ceiling for a lot of industries then for yes. colombians yeah I, I i think that that probably for me is the heartbreaking thing if i was going to take an, one negative thing uh in our call today is that i see very talented people that reach that glass ceiling where they can't get any higher because of the bureaucracy and what we touched on earlier with the attitude towards management. But I think it's changing. Mm. I think as Colombian businesses realize that for the first time in, in many years, it's a competitive market now and you don't have a stranglehold. And I always give the example is that when we saw the advent of Lidl and Aldi in Europe, which Sainsbury's and Tesco's never really believed it would happen, mm. it did mm. on their watch. Um, and now they're, they're one of those two is one of the biggest supermarket chains in Europe. Um, I, I, and I look at it in, in Colombia is the markets open up. D1 comes in and all of a sudden our local supermarket, La Cotorso or LA14, has gone. Mm. Tough market, competition. And what brings competition is the need to have a quality workforce. And if someone's good, promote them through the ranks. And if they start at a checkout, they could become on the board like they used to do in Sainsbury's and other environments. But um, I think it's changing for the better, Richard. There's a long way to go. Yeah. Um, but since I've been in this, this beautiful country working, things, markets are becoming open. There's a lot of foreign investment coming in. And when you're on, when you're, oh, how can I put it? Um, when you're being recognized from overseas, you've got to perform in a certain way. Mm. Your practices around how you run your businesses, you have to step up because if you don't, you'll be left behind. Um, and I think that's it, it comes down to that. Like, there's there's a there's a, a, a whole resource of people in this country that are well qualified uh, to be in businesses give folks those opportunities and they will make your business succeed because you know yourself it's not all about you me or any other uh uh, uh business operator mm. you don't get anywhere no anywhere without uh, the team for for me it was to arrive with capital and a vision and yeah. then i hand over you know after the training after being aware and assured that my team could do it uh, that's it. I hand it over to them because I want to do other things as well. You know, I'm not, I don't want to be, uh, you know, t totally, uh, uh, tied down to details on thread counts and <laughs> air conditioning <laughs> units and stuff. You know, that's not my thing. Working on SEO for, for the website. Oh God. Yeah, that I mean, sort of thing. So I, I, I get a feeling at the end of it is that the country of Colombia is the same. And I don't think there's going to be a, but the opportunities for people have changed. And I think that is a way of putting it that that will then hopefully create further opportunity and um, rather than saying opportunity, right? You know, positive, positive moves. I, I yeah, I, I totally agree. It, it, we, we, we're speaking the same language. It's, <laughs> I suppose the word which, I think we're dancing around the word, which is inequality. Mm -hmm. uh, but but I, I know that inequality in, in, in Latin American terms with people from the West, uh, it, it, we, uh, we, I see it 
probably for you as well is we see it differently you've got to understand the nuances of the country that you live in um and when you talk about left and right politics it's not like it is in the uk or europe it's a completely different dynamic so um inequality is the thing that i think is getting better because of competition and that competition is either coming from within clumber itself with business it's coming from external forces with foreign investment coming in to try and snap up some of the agricultural business, some of the land rights, some of the farming producing, the 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 the, the land producers, um, but competition is good, and I think that then lifts the fact that folks become more confident, mm. and you know I think that Colombia should be confident yeah. when they go out to the world is is tell people about this country, be confident, but I don't mean patriotic. Yeah, it's all it's very, very different. Saying, exactly, um, is that. Patri- patriot being patriotic yeah great i get that and i understand the sentiment but be confident of the country that has got some amazing attributes from the people from the land from the location from the weather all those things that we take for granted sometimes i i i'm, I'm often at fault of it myself i take it for granted that i live five five degrees north of the equator i can go out cycling in a cali bike park we take it for granted but that's the same as wherever you are i London, walking past uh, the Houses of Parliament. Yes, yeah, so what? <laughs> and then I was here. <laughs> I used to walk past there every day. Yeah. You take things for granted, yeah. but I think it's the confidence within the country of its people. Yeah. And be proud. You're Colombian. Your country's beautiful. Uh, it's it's absolutely wonderful. And don't hold back. And and don't be treated like a second class citizen. And and just no, you are as good as Peru, Ecuador, Costa oh, yeah. Rica. You know, okay, there's some certain elements that need to be enhanced, but all the attributes are here to to make it. And and I'm not an economist or a banker, um, but you do look uh, at how the country, not just over the current uh, presidency, but over presidencies over the years, it's gone from strength to strength. Don't get me wrong. There's still issues that I've been (laughs) that that I have no control over and I have no right to control. Yeah. What I can control, what you can control, is people's yeah. perception of the country. And any individual that comes on one of our races or one of our tours or stays at your hotel, our job as immigrants is to make them come back with more people. It's really that simple. Yeah, I, It makes me think a little bit. Uh, the first time I went to Montbos in 2007 on the bus from Copenhagen, mm. between a turnoff from the main highway that goes from like the Caribbean coast all the way to Medellin, because we had to come in that way, and it, it's there's a turnoff called El Bongo, and somewhere between El Bongo and Magangay, we where we had to take the the ferry, we broke down, and of course we broke down in the least shady point of <laughs> of, uh, of this route, and of course you know out there it's it's always upwards of thirty four degrees, especially by a highway, you know when and then there's no shade. And so we're sort of all bundled out of the bus. I'm the only foreigner on the bus. And then, you know, everyone's somewhat curious. The people I've been sitting next to, I got one of the, what they refer to as the musician's seats. I got the last seat on the bus, it, literally the last seat in the bus, right on the back. You know, we bounce around uh, the musician's seats at the back. But um, and I've talked to them, but the others are obviously all a little bit curious as to, you know, what the, what's, what's this mad gringo doing here? Anyway, uh, the bus <laughs> breaks down and... They want to make conversation, but they're a little bit apprehensive. So their conversations between one another, the local Colombians, got louder and louder. So that therefore I could appreciate them and be drawn in. And I remember the shouting as, oh, the gringos, they can put a man on the moon, but we can't even get a bus down to Magangue. But, but let's let's look at the positive. Yeah, they all wanted to make friends. We all made friends, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I've ended up... In the, but someone, I think it was a lady, was carrying a hammer, nails, screws for some reason in her in her um, handbag, and these were then used to fix what needed to be fixed under the chassis of the bus to be able to get to Magangay. And you're like, that's what we celebrate as a resourcefulness, and I've never forgotten this. You know, that's that's the reality. I. I- and it's a nice reality. It's a great story that 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 polarizes that it's an industrious country that mm. you know they might have not put a man on the moon, <laughs> um, but 
um they are industrious and they can fix things and they 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 sorry not they us we we look at things differently yeah um it's not they we 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 it's just the way that Latin America is in Colombia in particular. I yeah. just I just think it's it's misunderstood and um misrepresented. Um and going back to what we opened up with is that what you do on Columbia Calling, um it's hugely important to get a different side of Columbia out there that's needed and gives a balanced view. Mm. And sometimes I I think the the view is maybe not balanced, and I I think that uh vloggers bloggers profile whatever they 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 do and they play a huge part for our race and mm-hmm. Columbia project hugely important but you need a balanced view and yeah. i think that view is becoming more and more balanced each day still a way to go but it's much better than i first arrived here back in for my first trip was in 98 um it's changed immensely and i hey i i'm sure there'll be a, a thousand and one people that will comment that i am wrong um well yeah it's my opinion and i can be wrong i can take that that's not a problem but i i really believe and uh maybe you, you have the same sentiment we'll find out but i think columbia has got better than what it was in 98 uh, oh absolutely well and that's sometimes i have conversations with friends and family and they say no it hasn't yeah. And I go, well, okay, that's my view, that's your view, and never the twain should meet. But that's that polarization in Columbia is that there's no middle ground. It's always yeah. one one side or the other. It's yeah. it's good, bad, uh, left or right. It, it's um, but yeah, again, that that's what makes it mm. a country to come and see because it's full of contradiction. It's like Japan. Mm. It did sell that, embrace it and love it and enjoy it and, and pitch it. It's uh What's your view from on that perspective? Well, I you know I was first here. What was it? Yeah, around then ninety eight something like that, and on the Pacific Coast. And it, I can only say that it's got better. Uh, I think because I think that, uh, you and I, we are able to get up on a balcony and look from above again yeah, as yeah. immigrants because we're not you know, I mean we are in it neck deep. Uh, we are in it, but again from our condition of being immigrants to the country we are able to take a, uh, a, a let's say a not i don't want to say it, it's not a more profound but it's a broader view of things um yeah. and i think that i think that's it i think at the end of it is it we obviously are very privileged uh not only to live here but we're privileged from a background that we have and the abilities yeah. and the education and everything opportunities that we have uh that that obviously so many in Colombia don't have but I think that also gives us another opportunity to look at it from a different perspective rather than left or right uh rather than it's going dreadfully uh, or it's going well the, it, it it takes it takes different different uh perspectives I think we we I think that um we don't have a dog in the fight as mm. immigrants uh we have a role to play and also the fact that it's not my right or any immigrant's right to get on a platform and uh, discuss things about a country. It's, it's no, it's not, it's not, we're not here to do that. We're here to enjoy it, respect the, the privileged position that we have to come to this country and be given the opportunity to do things that I would never have done in Europe. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's that's, uh, but don't get me wrong. There's frustrations. I go oh, yeah. driving my car. Those same things that affect you in London and wherever, wherever. Mm. And sometimes we get buried in that. We miss that point. It's good to have this conversation whereby we are fortunate. Mm-hmm. We live in Latin America in a beautiful country mm-hmm. um, that gives us opportunity and options that we maybe not have got in where in the country we come from. We've married people that are from Colombia. Uh, you know, we've got our family and our infrastructure here. Um, yeah, and I, I maybe the message that to go out to folks out there is don't be frightened of. And I, 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 I understand people sometimes get get angsty about being called gringos. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Okay. I'm not bothered if if you want to categorize me as that or any be like so. What I'm not really. I don't really care. Um, but the fact is, is that they don't need. There's no need to be worried or frightened. We're not. Uh. We're not here to 
come and take the crown jewels, even though is there, are there crown jewels in Colombia? Is there a sword? I think seem to remember there's a, a Bolivar sword somewhere that's well, very, very important. Yeah, I mean that was all that was on the presidential inauguration and so on and so forth. But yeah, I mean there's crown jewels and so well. What, 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 let's say that the the gold in the museum, the gold museum, is the crown oh, sorry, jewels, yeah, and yeah, and some no of problem. the uh, some yeah. of our international uh, museums around the world should be very much considering the return <laughs> of those said items. Uh, but you know that's <laughs> that's another another conversation. I think. Well, uh- <laughs> but yet again, you mentioned that, and let's go and have a game of marbles. I mean, if you think about, <laughs> sorry, uh, uh, no pun intended, but it, it, it's one of those things that when, you know, it, it, there's been countries out there that have made good, and hey, that's a different conversation yeah. for another day. But I I, I just think that, uh, uh, you know, I was, I was very fortunate when I was back in the UK recently, got invited by... The Latin American Travel Association uh, in London, uh, headed up by a guy called Colin Stewart. I think he's connected with Air Europa or something. Yeah. Went down to the houses of uh, Houses of Parliament or Palace of Westminster, whichever way you take it, um, uh, and had a great reception down there. Met some really nice people in travel. Mm. Um, and we'd talk about Colombia, and I, I think that uh, is it Juliana Torres from Pro Colombia in London. Yeah, yeah I think so. uh, she was down. I hadn't seen her for a long time. Great to bump into these people that I'd lost touch with because I was busy with La Leyenda. Um, and just to see people discussing Latin America in general and particularly Colombia, um, you know, should film that stuff and put it on translate into Spanish so Colombia can see the mm. perception of Colombia from people. There's a lot of people there that are. 100% committed to Colombia and supporting the endeavours, whether it be at tourism or a charity level, it's uh, heartwarming. And it was a great show uh, to be on the terrace at the House of, Tar- of, of, of Parliament, all lovely, but with people talking about Latin America and Colombia in particular, yeah. uh, it was amazing. I have a question for you. I, I think, are we almost... We're almost out. done. We're almost yeah. done. But yeah, could, so, go with questions. I'm just looking at your, at your T-shirt. <laughs> and, I, and I know that uh, maybe I'll ask for uh, something to be done, but it's obviously the Clash London calling, yeah, um, a band that that is similar in so many ways. And I know my brother, huge fan of the Clash. I was introduced to the Clash, so London calling. Am I to assume after all these years we've been talking, is that where the name Columbia Calling came from? Hotel. Very much so. Very much so. Well, you know, I sat down thinking about how to name something. And I do remember there used to be old radio shows as well. This is something calling. I'm sure it was something. I can't remember. This oh. is Westminster calling or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was a, in the old radio days. Yeah. This is the such and such from yeah. court. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And then, of course, The Clash being one of the most formative bands for me, even my youth and so on, and and being from that area, that uh, West London boy, West London, North uh, North Kensington yeah. type yeah, thing, and um, uh, and then I was just like, and it took him. I was like, well, I could call it something else, but it's, no, this is Columbia calling. And then uh, my, I can't remember who said it. Someone just went, that is just perfect, and I'm like, that's it. That's done. <laughs> I, I am stunned that um, it never registers me until I can see that <laughs> now sure. with, your, with your famous uh, 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 record uh, sleeve. London Simon on smashing the. the there you go. There you go. And obviously, Joe Strum. If you look at him, uh, love him or hate him, but uh, being in West London, being in Labrook Grove, and I remember my brother taking me down there, going to Rough Trade Records. <sighs> Uh, you know the original rough trade and and even i still when i'm in london go back there full of history but yeah. it, the request i had would be the fade out for today's program would it be, <laughs> would it be completely out of order to fade out to to london court well let's try it i will do so and i will edit it in and then we will right. fade out to london calling before toto de la Mompocina comes in with el pescador yes. but then no, no, do, um, no, do that first this is just a, uh, a, a this is for question. us and our conversation why not why not and thank you for bringing that up uh brian 
It's been a pleasure as always. Let's bring this to an end because I know you and I could natter as if we're having, you know, a couple of pints of the black stuff. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Richard. I think we need to yes, celebrate sir. La Leyenda, La Leyenda Caribe, La Leyenda Dorado here in Colombia. If you are a mountain biker, if you are just interested in Colombia, Colombia Project, La Leyenda Mountain Bike Races, just look them up. Have a look. See what people are doing here. Uh, and let me just say, Brian Murphy O'Neill, thank you. Richard, um, always a pleasure. And <laughs> I'll, I'll get myself up to Bogota to have a couple of swift ones and wax lyrical. <laughs> my, my closing statement would be, um, Colombia is an absolutely wonderful country. Anybody who's listening to this program, get yourself over, come and enjoy it. Tell your friends and family, whether it's with me, Richard, whoever, just get yourself to Colombia. That's it. This is our Thanks, always a, a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. Love letter to Colombia this episode. So thank you, <laughs> everyone, for listening to episode 473. Yes. Thank you to, to everyone who's been uh, you know online listening to us for the 10 years that we've been here. And well, yeah, we will keep on going. So uh tune in back in next week for episode 474. Now over to some Columbia calling, London calling, and then some messages from our sponsors. Thank you and goodbye. Columbia Calling podcast is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. We are also sponsored by BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours to both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique private package of your own just complete the form on the columbia calling website that's www.columbiacalling.co or the bnb columbia tours website that's www.bnbcolumbia.com and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive colombian adventure so that's bnbcolumbia.com and latin news Dot com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors.